0: This is Battle Tactics for Your Sexist Workplace.
1: The podcast that knows, yes, your workplace is sexist, even if you've sold 100 million records worldwide.
0: I'm Eula Scott Bino.
1: I'm Jeannie Yandel. And if you want to support the show, one, thank you so much. <laughs> and two, become a patron at patreon.com btsw.
0: It seems like over the last few months, the whole world has started paying attention to Britney Spears and the conservatorship she's been in for 13 years, 13, like a teenager.
1: That's a long time. Like, yeah, that's a freshman in high school. Yeah. That's you going to
0: college in five years. Mm -hmm. Since early 2008, Britney hasn't been able to make her own financial decisions or decide where to hang out or who to spend time with. Right. Legally, the power has belonged to her dad jamie spears it's kind of like erica jane and you know (laughs) tom Girardi. you know if you're into like the real housewives get to it eula is a gigantic fan and would love to be on bitch sesh if you guys are listening just
1: a heads up so i much like i don't know much about the real housewives unless eula tells me i also like spent a lot of time not knowing much about what was going on with britney until Eula told me. <laughs> so back in February, you were like, look, there is this New York Times presents documentary on Hulu called Framing Britney Spears. It's about her conservatorship, but it's also about so much more and we have to watch it. And so we watched it and it kind of knocked us on our butts. Yeah. Um, and so then we made an episode about it. Right. And then since that time in the past several months, a whole bunch of stuff has happened. Britney Spears actually spoke for the first time at one of her conservatorship mm-hmm. hearings. She said it was time for the conservatorship to end. She called her family criminals, basically.
0: Damn straight. For making her work. Strong words.
1: Yeah, it was, I was like, I listened to the tape and I was like, dang. But, you know, her her assertion was like, I have been working my butt off. I don't see any of my money. My family does. This is a criminal, this is criminal what's happening here. Um hmm And then since she spoke at that hearing, her father, Jamie Spears, was suspended from the conservatorship. And there's actually a court hearing on November 12th to consider whether to terminate the conservatorship entirely. Um, Really exciting. Right. Oh, also, I almost forgot to mention this. Britney actually got engaged. Mm-hmm. She announced it on her Instagram. It was super cute.
0: What a blessing. For real, for real. Yeah. Also, totally worth mentioning, we don't mention COVID one single time in this episode. We just talked about Britney and her incredibly sexist workplace and uh, ugh, our parts in it.
1: Yeah, we're all we're all part of the problem.
0: Super complacent back then.
1: You wanted to talk about this, actually. You sent me a text message, I don't know, like a week ago, and you were like, we have to talk about the Britney Spears documentary. which I had not seen until you told me I had to watch it. So why did you, why were you like, we have to talk about it?
0: Well, you know, it's interesting because I love to know about pop culture. Like I really value the the collective knowledge of our country, but I didn't even know about a free Britney movement, Mm -hmm. right? Like didn't even know. So uh, I heard about it on another podcast or two. I can't remember. It opened my eyes to that. And our former producer, Caroline, talked about it and was really, you know, upset about it. She was like, "Britney, my woman, my friend, my inspiration, you know, the nerve of you got all to disrespect her with the knowledge that we now have about her conservatorship. And um, I thought about it and I was like, and it's workplace sexism.
1: Mm, yeah, which you were, of course, you were 100 percent right. Like once I watched it, it's this um, it's this New York Times series called The New York Times Presents. It's on Hulu. And this one is called The Framing of Britney Spears. And it it was it the it was an entire hour of somebody just trying to do something that she was incredibly good at and loved doing. And like structure after structure after structure, just ripping her to pieces and exploiting her because there was money to be made in that exploitation. Yes. And of course it was sexist. It was like. I don't know, man. We we were texting about this too. It was like rape culture and capitalism,
0: mm-hmm.
1: hand in hand, skipping through a meadow, making tons of money off Britney Spears. It sucked.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's also basic. It's because of how kind she is. You know, she has this true kindness to her that you can you can see from a distance that you can feel in her voice. You know, it just exudes off of her, and it seems like people just could not help but exploit her for her kindness. You know. It's just, like, were she to have been truly uh, aggressive at any other time than, you know, her quote-unquote break, um, she would never have risen to the uh, doll-like figure she rose to, right? To then fall from that, like, yeah. perfect, you know, perfect doll
1: yeah.
0: or whatever. But she's a human being.
1: Was there ever a moment when she did have a perfect doll moment, though? Like, that there was a downfall from? Because it fe- it never, like... It never felt as though she was just a little girl. Like, even when she was ten mm-hmm. years old and on Star Search, like Ed McMahon, like the thing that he asks her is like, Do you have a boyfriend? And he he says her eyes are pretty. Like, even when she's ten freaking years old and looks like an actual doll, like she's still not treated like a little girl. She's treated like, you know, like, oh, I could have sex with you at some point. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i mean absolutely i mean absolutely because you know women are valued against men right like do they do they exist if there's not a man holding their hand or on their finger or something Mm. like that um and the truth is we do
1: yeah oh my god i mean
0: i'm i'm right here right now oh my god i see you too
1: that's my forehead
0: (laughs) but people don't people it take, it's taking people a long time to figure that out and it's taking men a long time to you know figure out they're not in charge of us either right we've we've joked about this but uh you know i like to say that before uh, they oppressed black people they were oppressing women you know everybody was out here oppressing mm-hmm. women first.
1: yeah that's a laugh riot
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, but i say that to mean that like you know her kindness her ability her uh her I mean, her parentage. Par- what is it? Parentage. Parentage.
1: You mean like her her parents? Yeah, like the people who were her parents.
0: Okay, her, yeah. parentage, her parentage. You know, uh-huh. I would say like all of that contributed, to, and her culture, I imagine, contributed to the way she was uh, taught to be both sexualized and uh, submissive in all of her power and her glory and talent. Um, man, yeah. it was. It's hard to watch. And
1: intellect too. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, that was one of the things that really struck me in watching this was how smart she was Mm -hmm. like was as though she's as though she's deceased she's still really smart but like you know when she's just starting in her career as a solo artist like she clearly knew what she wanted she clearly had a vision and you know she was not afraid (laughs) to talk about that vision right like I was really as somebody who you know I'm curious how like how you remember her in this sort of beginning, I guess, like, you know, baby one more time phase or whatever. But like I only really ever knew her as like fodder for tabloid. Like I, I never there was never a moment when I was a fan of her music necessarily. So like most of what I knew of her came out of like Us Weekly and those those magazines that I admit that I purchased back then um yeah what about you I mean do you were you oh yeah you ever a fan of her music yeah you know
0: yeah. I, I mean I was just really into MTV you know I was in high school around this time maybe middle school and so it was a big deal to you know come home watch TV be hip on it know it's in the know and come back to school the next day and talk about it I guess and be knowledgeable you know that's my thing and so I really uh remember her debut. Yeah. And then when the video comes out, yep. it feels young too. It feels like, you know, all she's doing is fantasizing about the school day. Which is, ugh, yep. freedom. I mean, aren't we all... <gasps> Was she always oh fantasizing God. about her freedom?
1: Oh, boy. Howdy. I mean...
0: But she's just... Yeah. Overall, she's just an amazingly talented performer. And, yep. and like you said, she's very smart at what she does. She knows yep. how to... Um, get on stage and command the stage. You can tell from when she's doing those little mall uh, performances. Oh my God. And she's like, I'm Britney Spears and this is my first single. Like,
1: yep. Okay. Yep. So I have to, I feel like, I don't want to like treat this as a confessional, but the thing that I, that I have been thinking about, like since watching that is I do remember sort of that, like late nineties, early two thousands, like the way, like, I guess, I don't know, feminists kind of talked about Britney Spears as though, like, you know, how dare she? She's ruining it for the rest of us. Mm -hmm. Like, this is not the kind of girl. This is not the kind of woman you want to be. Like, you should not be seen just because you, you know, you dress in a sexy way. You should not be seen as talented just because you can move your body in a certain way. Mm -hmm. Um, Which, like, really neatly sidesteps the fact, and I remember, like, thinking that stuff too, like, what the, what is this, what is her problem? Like, why is she doing this? Like, nobody's going to take her seriously if she does this, mm. you know, like, and it helped me be like, I'm never going to be that kind of woman. Like, I'm never going to be like mm-hmm. that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, which really neatly sidesteps the fact that like, yeah, <laughs> you know, she gets to make decisions about how she dresses and how she looks and how she present herself just like I do. And, you know, just like all of us do. And, uh, you know, it, she was like there was like a whole like shitty machine behind her yes and around her and that she was getting sort of slowly crushed in yeah um you know where the whole goal was to sexualize the shit out of her and to punish her for being so sexual at the same time Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like
0: Mm -hmm.
1: it's yeah
0: and you know i think the the thing about this is that everyone was getting the same treatment right like When you say that, I think about Christina Aguilera and how Christina Aguilera was raunchier, quote unquote, than Britney. And so always in comparison, Britney seemed like a sweeter version of, you know, the girl next door, even though she's half naked, you know. But we were also really encouraged to be that way. I mean, do you remember those low cut Mm -hmm. Levi's? (laughs) I mean, they did not let your ass stay in them. Right. And like we were supposed to wear them out places and then have a top that, like, allowed for that much of a gap to, like, show off this, like, extreme torso the way Britney had. It wasn't just, um, you know, her being um, sexualized. It was, like, the whole industry pushing that look upon all of us for a time period. And um, and I would say that the challenge with Britney is that she she had a culture of submissiveness. You know? I think that... It seems to me like where she's from, the small town, her father's really seen as a mm. pillar of um, of the house, right? And in charge and, yeah. and one to turn to for guidance. And in that guidance, he's taken advantage of her gift and talent and ability. And he's only seeing her as a vessel for income and a uh, creation of his. You know, it's interesting because you talk about how like, you really only know her from those tabloids but like by the time she got to the tabloids i remember thinking like why do i care yeah. like if this is just if this is her just experience her life like she goes to the grocery store this is her in her short shorts at at a, a. M. P M with uh with the paparazzi at her ass every time she took a step i mean it was like I don't care at all. I mean, and now I can see too that she was clearly just having her freedom for the first time. Like that real taste of like, you know, probably smoking weed, hanging out with somebody she really liked, falling in love, right? You know, truly falling in love, getting married, all of that, like, you know, I'm sure drinking, all of that crescendoing into just like a love affair in front of us when like, we all just want to cozy up, you know, all day. That's all, you know. I got I, we we yeah. had to look up her birth chart because in my head I'm like she must be Virgo because of how nice she is but I
1: did <gasps> I totally did I've got it right here oh my god I love you so much I love you so much I love you so much Eula Scott Bino have convinced me that it is important to know about people's astrological charts so she's a Sagittarius
0: <gasps> so very fun can let things go oh that's why she's able to do some of this she can let stuff go yep because she does, yep. she's not holding on yeah. to it like I am.
1: <laughs> yeah. She was born in early December.
0: Yeah. Okay. Do we know her moon?
1: We do. Her moon is Aquarius.
0: Oh. Oh, okay. I get that. So Aquarius is kind of outer spacey, right? And so I think that's why we get this kind yeah. of like, you know, bl- like girl next, like blondie kind of like like energy from her or how like when she's trying to give us messages, they're like super deep <laughs> You know what I mean? Like it's a yellow t-shirt versus just a letter because she's like, you know, Mm -hmm. Aquarius like signals from the great beyond and Aquarius, you know, and Sagittarius is fun. Like they're just supposed to be a fun sign and they get over things quickly. So if something like really burns them, they have the ability to be like, you know, I'm bothered and I don't care anymore. Free. So that makes a lot more sense with her Mm -hmm. and that like and, and how she commented on Justin Timberlake. Right. Because her attitude towards Justin Timberlake Mm -hmm. was like that dude from the past. Right. Yep. Where I would have burnt his ass.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Justin Timberlake. God damn you, Justin Timberlake. Yeah, I'm I feel like we could do a whole other episode on what a total tool Justin Timberlake is between Britney and Janet Jackson. But here's another thing about Sagittarius that I just learned is that um, in Greek mythology, so of course I watch the Britney Spears documentary and I think about all this Greek mythology stuff because that's always where my head goes. But like, um, so Sagittarius is associated with Chiron. Mm. who is um, He trained Achilles for the Trojan War, but Chiron is also known as the wounded warrior. So like he helps, he's wounded himself, but he's always like trying to help others, Um, which I found myself thinking a lot about like, how Brittany because like because she was you know she was exploited so often, she walked into situations I don't know if she was submissive necessarily, but I do think she walked into situations in good faith where she honestly believed if she told somebody to stop doing something or that something was upsetting her that those people would listen to her and believe her and it never ever happened. She tried again and again and again to say, This is an incredibly upsetting experience to have the paparazzi hunt me and my infant when I have a baby day after day after day. But they never stopped. Um, But it it bothered me that one of my takeaways from this was like, oh, Brittany, she's so strong. She's so strong. But it was like, I feel like we couldn't have a conversation about how misogynistic celebrity culture is um, without having seen what it did to somebody like Britney Spears. I I kind of hate that that's where we are now, that, like, we had to see such an extreme example. Um, like, the New York Times critic Wesley Morris in the documentary said that, like, through this lens, you can see how vulturous society is, particularly when it comes to young women. Um, and I hate that, like, she had to be, like... The person that the vulture kept attacking again and again and again. Um, But it made me think of Chiron (laughs) in Greek mythology a little bit. Um, And she also made me think about, I was telling you this earlier, but um, about Cassandra, who was this priestess for Apollo, the god of the sun. And Apollo got angry at Cassandra um, and because I can't remember why he got angry. Why do gods ever get angry? Because they suck and there are no consequences, just like Justin Timberlake. Um, but like, uh, <laughs> but so, um, Apollo got angry at Cassandra. She had the gift of foresight, she could predict the future, she saw the future. Um, and so Apollo's curse was that nobody would ever believe any of her predictions. Mm. No matter what she said was about to happen, nobody would ever believe her. Gaslighting um,
0: from the for your entire life.
1: Gaslighting oh, for God. her whole entire life, and um, and and she had other awful things happen to her, including she was basically taken as forcibly as a concubine. Um, by the Greek general Agamemnon and dragged from her home back to Greece. She told Agamemnon as soon as he got home, he was going to die. He didn't listen to her. Guess what happened to him? He died. His wife slit his throat when he was in the bathtub. Um, but it made me think about how <laughs> what often... i not going to rest
0: on his wife slit his throat in the bathtub. But go ahead. Go, I mean, that was, whoa. Okay. That's a way to go. But I understand. She said, she said, you know what? The easiest place to do this is in the tub, cause then I can just <laughs> rinse it out. I don't have to do a lot of cleanup. <laughs> God damn.
1: Yeah, for real. I know. Greek mythology's like there's, it's brutal. But it did make me think about like how many times Britney Spears said, "You can't do this to me. You can't mm. do this to me. This is this is ripping me apart. Like I sh- mm-hmm. I will shave my mm-hmm. own head to get you to stop." hunting me and touching me. And nobody listened. Nobody took her seriously. And then we were all shocked, you know, when she started having a quote-unquote mental breakdown. It just, it it reminded me of Cassandra. And can we talk about postpartum? Yes.
0: Postpartum. Postpartum depression, yeah. I mean, the fact that she's dealing with postpartum depression at the time, like having experienced that, I would have done the same. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, it all, it's so funny because... <laughs> It was so logical. It was so logical when she realized she had just had a baby. You were. Was...
1: I felt the same way. I was like, I understood exactly why she did what she did. I understood all of it once I knew she had had a baby.
0: It was like she had a baby, and we were all like, "You need to cut your hair." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, two babies! Oh my god, in two yep. years! Oh my god, grab that umbrella, girl. You bought them. You bought him that car. You bought him that yep. fucking car. Yep. He, I... he is making so much money off of your image that you bought him that car, the house he goes home to, oh. and the boat, the that whole toes. Yep. Fuck that car up.
1: Fuck his car up. Follow him home. <laughs> Murder him in the bathtub? Yeah. I mean, I really like I know that I know you felt this too. It was like I understand exactly why she was so furious. That she shaved her head in the hopes of, like, getting them to leave her the hell alone. And then she went after that dude's car. Like, if, if you were hunting me and hunting my infant in the same way, I mean, she was reserved. She was conservative. Like, you know, she, like, you know, she absolutely held back.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the only place that she lost me was when she had her baby in her lap. Until I had a baby. <laughs> I can completely understand her thinking of, I am still yeah. losing my mind.
1: <laughs> yeah. It
0: takes 45 minutes to put that baby in the car seat. Yeah. We're leaving. Yeah. If the baby's going to cry back there, put the baby in my lap. You don't want to drive? Yeah. I'm going to drive. I got to go. Yeah.
1: I have to get away from these people who are hunting me. So we're going to put the baby in my lap for a second. Yeah.
0: Because yeah. also my ears can't hey, handle can that I... screaming. Yeah. That screaming actually from the baby yep. is worse than the paparazzi and yep. the combination.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 That stuff is not designed to keep you calm. Like it's designed to set off every stress trigger you have. Like your boobs
0: just start leaking yeah. from a person just crying in the back seat, <laughs> And then you're supposed to just also get out of here.
1: You I want to ask you a question. Yeah. So you wanted to watch this because you pointed out rightly that this is a documentary about a woman dealing with a profoundly sexist workplace, mm-hmm. like layers and layers and layers and layers and layers of sexist workplace. Yes. So, um, relentlessly, awfully, like terribly to shreds sexist
0: workplace. Kind of so, every workplace, like, but go ahead.
1: Well, this was, the, <laughs> yeah. So that's my question is like, what, you know, <laughs> what did it teach you? Like, or what did it show you about workplaces in general? Oh,
0: I know yeah. nothing positive. No, I mean, I would say that some of the things that I experienced on the job have been, you know, in line and in step with um, what Brittany experienced, you know, on her job. I feel like I've had men say inappropriate things. I've had people disregard my contribution. I've had, um, you know, someone else get more of my money, it feels like, if that makes sense. Um, And so, I mean, it feels like in a lot of ways like a direct translation and in other ways, you know, the gratitude to be able to cover my body, you know, despite how mm-hmm. no one's listening anyways, right? Like the same way who aren't listening to her and her genius. I was going to ask you, and so you said that you, you know, you bought the tabloids. Why did you buy them?
1: Well, um, at the time it was because it felt like, It was a quick little break from um, the job that I had. Um, You know, I was, you know, I was waiting tables and then I started uh, working for free at the public radio station because that's how things happen in like the early 2000s is you interned for a really long time and then eventually they started paying you it felt like a break. It was like, I'm not thinking about all of these other things. I'm think, you know, it's like this little bit of escapism. It was like having, um, I used to love eating Pringles. It was like a visual version of eating Pringles. It was like <laughs> just a minute of something that was like really salty and great. And then I felt kind of gross afterwards, but not so gross that I didn't want to do it again next week. Yeah. So, um, yeah. The quick high. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm completely honest with you, Eula, like I was also buying those magazines Cause I felt like I was like, I was kind of better particularly than the young women, right. In those magazines. Mm -hmm. I wasn't making, I wasn't, you know, it was very easy to judge decisions that Britney Spears appeared to be making about her life or that Lindsay Lohan was making about her life or Paris Hilton or any of these girls. Right. Like it was super easy for me to sit on the bus on my way home from interning at the public radio station. And I could be all like, you know, look at those dummies look at those dummies I was just thinking about because
0: we you because you weren't paying your whole family's bills like they were you know
1: I know I know yeah I didn't even have a real job they
0: were paying all of their parents bills yeah they were paying for all of their siblings you know they were they were the you know I mean that would drive anyone to drink
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah but but I'm with you on that too you know I can remember thinking like it wouldn't be me in such short skirts and short cars with no underwear you know
1: yeah You know, I mean, I hadn't really made this connection until we started talking about this. But, like, if I'm really honest, like, because I could sort of judge Brittany and Lindsay and Paris and sort of, you know, have this kind of feeling of superiority, like, I'm better than them because I have a not real job where they don't pay me, where, (laughs) you know, I help in the public radio place, whatever. Yeah. like, I I could pretend that that made me better somehow. Like, um, it also made it easier for me to judge women in real life, too. Like, yes. you know, if there was any bleed over between what yes. I thought of someone like Britney Spears and what I thought of someone in my real life, I could judge them in the same way. Mm-hmm. And I could see myself as better than them.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I completely get that. You know, and I'm sure I've done it to folks. Yeah. You know, what I took away from this in so many ways was the, just that we we often put a lot of we project so much. That's what it is. We project so much, mm-hmm. right? We project so much of what we're dealing with and what we're f- f- like living under, right? I just really appreciate her guidance in all of this because for a lot mm-hmm. of people, she's like going to be the first person that really opens their eyes to this understanding that there are certain roles that people will want to place you in where they only value you for your appearance. And you can't fall into that. Or if you do, understand that that's not a true representation of who you are, right? Yeah. And even more so, postpartum stress oh, God. is the hardest thing to experience. Because let me tell you, it just takes you down. And I, I would be so grateful if Brittany really spoke to that period yeah, and had that experience, and my son's up.
1: Oh, but
0: what about you? What are your takeaways?
1: Whew, that's really good. Um, you know the um, the thing I keep thinking about one is that um, I I'm really sorry for the fact that I um, that I was that I fell in line with the way all of these systems were presenting Britney and trying to tell us what the story was. Um, You know, not that she needs my apology, but, you know, uh, my other big takeaway is that um, I kind of can't believe how long it took uh, me (laughs) to be able to start asking critical questions about Narratives like this, mm. right? Like, I just accepted that Britney was um, either, you know, way too over sexualized for her own good. And of course, that was her fault. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. how could she do that? And then when she started falling apart, that was her fault too. Um, yeah. It never occurred to me to question that narrative. And say, like, wait, there's an actual human being in there who's suffering. (laughs) Why aren't we actually, why aren't we talking about that? Um, I don't know. And I think my last takeaway is, like, man, I hope she doesn't feel like she owes anybody anything. Because she doesn't owe us shit. Nothing. She doesn't owe us shit. Nothing. I just saw a picture of her on Instagram with her two kids, like, standing in front of a sunset. And I was like, you know what? follow a sunset you don't know us a goddamn thing we have taken enough from you we have taken more than enough from you i hope you get to chase the sunset for the rest of your life and just do shit Mm -hmm. that makes you happy Mm -hmm.
0: and she's given us enough too you know i'm grateful for what she's given us because i really enjoy her music (laughs) i think she's a good singer you know i think she's a good performer oh my gosh okay so Brittany, if you can hear us First, I want you to know that uh, your talent is out of this world. You are all deserving of all the grace and uh, gratitude for the memories that you blessed me with from, you know, the late 90s to now. Uh, Also, uh, thank you for the kindness that you've given us all, despite the lack of it that we've offered you. Oh, I I don't know, girl. I'm just glad that you um, are doing it for us in any direction. And I hope that you are able to re your passion for performance so that I can see you live so that Jeannie and I can see you live together someday. <gasps> oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> and um, again, just thank you for being our guide in this because it's important that somebody uh, is able to walk us through how to do better. And you teaching us what not to do is going to clearly guide us what to towards what we should be doing. Um, mm. And I'm grateful for that.
1: Oh. I love that. Okay. So, Britney Spears, if you are watching this, first and foremost, I know you don't need my apology, but I am sorry I ever judged you. You are incredibly smart, and you are ambitious, and you are talented. And I wish I had seen that sooner. I really do. And... I'm glad I get the chance to go back and revisit some of the work that you've made so that I can experience it now with fully open eyes about what a powerhouse you are. Battle Tactics for Your Sexist Workplace is an independent... Oh, wait, wait, wait.
0: Sorry. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. I'm so sorry. So in this episode, we had a really good time talking about things that we felt expert on because it was a really casual conversation. But then we started talking about astrology (gasps) (laughs) and we're not very expert on it. And we weren't very thorough in our, you know, in our reading. Yeah. So I know you had something that you wanted to disclaim Mm -hmm. and then I did it too. Okay.
1: Okay. You're right. Okay. Thank you. So yeah, briefly, I talked about Chiron um, in Brittany's uh, natal chart Chiron in Greek mythology I talked about him as the wounded warrior and that's incorrect. He is known as mm. the he is known as the wounded healer in astrology. And the idea mm. there is that like he doesn't take enough care of himself to heal, but he's always helped working to heal others, right? I can see yeah.
0: that. I mean, it's interesting in the documentary how people talk about how in their awkwardness she healed them with her you know that's exactly in a lot of ways of yeah. perfection that's
1: exactly what i thought about mm. too is all those people who were like you know she she gave me the strength to be able to deal with being a gay boy in a school and in a town where nobody cared about me like that music you know she was suffering 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 but she was able to help heal a lot of stuff for yes. her fans which is just kind of amazing and magical mm-hmm, so what's your mm-hmm. big
0: disclaimer Oh, so that I'm, I'm terrible with astrology, and that when I like, I should say that I am an Aquarius rising. <laughs> so, my, so I'm an Aquarius rising, which means like the first version of me that you meet is Aquarius. And so, which is why like I, every outfit is a little funky. I can't help it. It's a little quote unquote outer spacey, Eula. But then also, um, I have, I struggle sometimes to land the plane on what I'm trying to say. Mm. You know, this. I'll go like in a circle for a while before I go, oh, this is the point. <laughs> but, um, but, and in that, I wanted to say that when I say, Said earlier that Aquariuses are outer spacey. I didn't want to diss nobody. I didn't want to make anybody feel like that was like a slight to them because Aquariuses are very smart. They tend to be less emotional mm. and kind of see things from a distance, and that's what I mean when I say outer spacey. Okay. Because often, and you, I mean, this is true. I sound disconnected from my own thoughts when I speak. And then the other thing I wanted to say too with Sagittarius is I was just like they're fun, they're fun. I was married to a, a Sagittarius who was Sun, Moon, and Rising. Oh my Sag, God! And what I would say too is that they are students. They are learners. They are experts. They are um, good at what they do and they stay in that lane, period. You know, Marvin as an artist, her as an entertainer, period. It makes complete sense to me why at a young age, her parents were like, this is what she's going to do because, you know, they have video of Marvin as small as Brittany was when she started her stuff drawing everywhere around the house, right? So they are just set on what they want to do and they're good at what they want to do and they're learned students. They're open to more, you know, education constantly. And that makes sense too of why she, you know, her career is as long as it is, and she's willing to do something like Vegas and stick with it yeah. because it allows for her to hone and hone and hone. Um, hmm. But they are fun, and they do get over things quickly. Yeah. You know, they tend not to, like, land on things because it's a fire sign, hmm. and Aquarius is a air sign. Hmm. So, you know, yeah. not, a lot of, not a lot of grounding in that,
1: yeah. though.
0: You feel me? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. So everybody who's listening to this, if you look at the notes that came along with this episode— there is a link to the birth chart of Britney Spears. If you want to go deep on this, (laughs) you totally can. (laughs) Okay. Should we do the credits now? Yeah.
0: Battle Tactics for Your Sexist Workplace is an independent podcast.
1: Our senior producer is Kyle Norris.
0: Our production partner is Studio
1: 2B Seattle. This podcast was co-founded in partnership with KUOW, Puget Sound Public Radio, and the University of Washington.
0: We were inspired by the book Feminist Fight Club by Jessica Bennett.
1: Our music is by Cassia Gordon, and our brand design is by Tio. You can find Tio on Instagram at t e o underscore dora, which is spelled D O R A. And huge, massive, banana large. Yes, big big thanks. Big, big, phyllis fletcher Bree ripley bethany denton and dana bialik thank you all so much
0: you can get in touch with us on instagram facebook and twitter at btsw podcast or by emailing btsw podcast at gmail.com and if you love the show help us make it patronize Yay. us become a patron at patreon.com btsw
1: long as you're at your computer or your phone, please take a moment to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. I would love to explain why this is so important. I don't understand why it's so important. I just know that it really increases visibility for our show when people are searching for something new on Apple Podcasts. So take a moment, write a review on Apple Podcasts, and then tell a friend about our show. Word of mouth is actually the biggest way our audience grows, which is extremely cool. Mm
0: -hmm. and it's the biggest way the fight continues alright you guys keep fighting the good fight bye everyone
1: bye talk to you soon